Welcome to Ragbag. My name's Frank Burton. Today, we're talking to Asha, who's one of my favorite artists in the world right now. Asha writes incredibly powerful and emotional songs and combines that with captivating atmospheric music. She's got a new album out. It's called Of Something Better. We'll start by playing the opening track, Self Destruct. Little warning for you, it contains some explicit language, which we'll talk about in some more detail later on. We are all lost 
had a lot of friends when I was growing up that were like playing piano that were like learning classical pieces and doing piano competitions and I was jealous of all the attention they got at parties <laughs> I was like I want to also learn how to play piano so I started taking piano lessons when I was like 10 maybe like nine or ten I actually didn't get along with my piano teachers at first they like all of my piano teachers have made me cry <laughs> um, they can be kind of harsh uh, and then I like started learning guitar and then I started kind of songwriting as a teenager and then I just kept doing music. Dream all day. Dream all day. Clouds in your coffee. Dream all day. This was the first album that I made, or like first release I made where I produced everything by myself. I had a, I made an EP a couple years ago, but I had someone help with some of the production and like finishing. And then this time I, I literally did everything by myself, except for like the mix and master. It was uh, supposed to be a side project, actually. I was going to release it under like a totally different name because it, it took a turn from the other music that I had been making at the time. Uh, it was like a different, slightly different genre. It kind of turned more like trip-hop world music, like chill kind of music than, rather than the like songwriter stuff that I was doing previously. At some point, someone was like, don't bother making it a side release just use your real like the name you've been using because no one cares you're not that famous and i was like all right good sounds good <laughs> so i just released it under asha i discovered you actually through the film uh, aesop because your music was on that and i, mm -hmm. I really like that film and i, I like the way that your music was used on that so how did how did that come about you being on there um, I applied on Mandy.com and it was the only job I've ever gotten from that website. I apply to stuff all the time there. It's always like, we've got a short film and like zero budget, you know, stuff like that. And I applied to this one because it's, it said it was a movie about women, especially like LGBT women. And I was like, that sounds way more up my alley than a lot of the other stuff that I see on there. So I applied and was like, well, I'm a woman if you'd like a female composer. And Johnny got back to me and said, yes. <laughs> and that was that. So it took me about like maybe a month to do all the music, which was actually super fast. But some of that music was stuff I had already made. Um, it was just like songs that I thought fit that I already had in my catalog. And then some of it I, I wrote like specifically for that. So like a lot of the themes. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a fun project to work on. And it was my first feature length. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And it, it really is film. It's because it's, it's like an all female cast. It's like, um, yeah, there's I, almost yeah. no male people like at all. Like even in background actors, it's almost all women. There's like one male and it's like the guy at the end. <laughs> you 
seems like there's a a combination of darkness and light if i can put it in in that in that way like you describe it as being a bit trip hoppy and a little bit sort of uh, i don't know sort of down tempo type thing and but also there's there's quite a lot of darkness in the lyrics would you agree with that oh yeah for sure <laughs> but is it were you thinking of that when you were putting when you were putting those songs together or is that just the way it came out a lot of these songs were made at like different times. Um, they were made over, I think, a period of like maybe two or three years. And like some of them are like very recent, like Brooklyn Lights was a little bit more recent. And then like Prey was actually much older, but they were kind of just what I was feeling at the time. Um, most of them, you know, they're not really like love songs, which I think it was something I was always writing about was like relationships. And this was more about relationships with myself, which was different for me. So I think to me as like a journey, it starts with like, you know, self-destruct where you're just like, I'm falling apart and going through things mentally. I'm not totally stable. And then I think it kind of shows like a growth where at the end it's like, you're kind of okay with the way things are and you're stronger now. And more confident with your own like self-love yeah so it, there's a progression throughout from starting off with like you say self-destruct being the um probably the darkest song on there i guess yeah it was interesting because i was like do i really want to start an album by being like we're all lost we're all fucked <laughs> immediately um, but I was like, no, this is a bold decision that I think I'm going to stand by. Like, I want people to know, like, this is the thesis statement of this project. Like, <laughs> just so you know, this is what this is about. Um, and then to slowly be like, I have, I have love. Like, I have my own love from, like, internally and externally from other people. It's like, they're both equally important. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it, it, it's a strong way to open the album right, by saying that and it's a but the thing is about that is you say we're all fucked which is a powerful statement to make but then the fact that that rhymes really well with self-destruct the rhyming of those two words even though you're saying something really serious the fact that it fits together yeah does that make sense oh yeah 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 i'm it's it's like a <laughs> It's like a cake with, that's made out of dirt, but the frosting on top looks great, you know? Like on the inside, it yeah. tastes like shit, but it's, uh, <laughs> but it looks great. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what I was going for. Everything's kind of like floaty and feels a little bit like you're underwater. A lot of the tracks, I feel like it's very like this ebb and flow of things. It's not like super hard hitting. It's more of like letting things kind of just flow on a surface. Um, yeah. But then when you actually listen to the words, it's like, oh man, she's going through stuff. <laughs> um, because I was, when I was writing it, I was very much going through like personal trial um, of life. I think it was like the hardest year of my life when I was writing a lot of these songs, so. Like even the instrumental ones, like someone has asked me like, why didn't you put lyrics to um, Lost Love? And I was like, cause I don't, I don't think it needs it. Like, I think it's just, it's just a feeling that I wanted to express through music. From what you were saying about the, the kind of the, the personal aspect to the song that I was interested in that actually, because I, you, sometimes you listen to things, but you don't know, you don't necessarily know whether the songwriter is just making a story up about somebody else or whether, mm -hmm. whether it is something really personal about them. 
Um, but I think with, you know, some of your things that they do sound very personal and they sound very kind of brutally honest uh, sometimes. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> it's good to know that that is a, a real place that you are coming from, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, I remember know, when I wrote Brooklyn Lights, I was like, should I release this? Like, is this too personal? Is it like, does it make me look a certain way? You know, like, will people judge me and be like, oh, she's so dramatic? Like, I don't know. I had a lot of feelings about it. And then I was like, no, I think it's like, and then I remember some, another composer, a friend of mine, actually, we had a phone call and he was like man that song Brooklyn Lights like I totally get you like you know we're both artists like I thought about moving to LA too and all that stuff because I just moved to LA like um seven months ago so this is like right before I moved here and I every time I came here I just wanted to stay here but I had to go back to Brooklyn until I finally was like all right I'm ready to make this move and uh just all my like thoughts and feelings around that but I was like no this is I think even though it's see feels like a very specific feeling um there are tons of people who have had this feeling like tons of them <laughs> like you just oh, yeah. want to escape your where you are in your mental state to be somewhere else or to just feel okay for a minute so i was like i have to i have to release this song i can't like hold it in oh well I, i'm glad that you did i think it's a great song and it's um it's, it's and just, I mean, just listening to it, just uh, particularly the line where you say, uh, I, I need therapy, but I'm too broke. And yeah. it's like... Um, it's the very uh, American thing, too. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of like uh, so many other songwriters, I guess, wouldn't have the guts to say that out loud, you know? Right. I mean? <laughs> or they, yeah. they, they, they dress it up in, in, in kind of a metaphor for something else, you know, but, yeah. uh, but you, just, you just say it. You know? Yeah, I didn't want I didn't want flowery prose on that one. I was more like, no, this is a reality. Like a lot of artists can't afford like insurance or therapy. Like I was working full time and then I went freelance and insurance is just the most obnoxious thing in in this country at least because it is really expensive to have it like without working full time and those getting those benefits, paying for it on your own. It's like you pay for a lot of money for something that is really terrible with really high deductibles and all this stuff. And I was like searching far and wide. I'm like, who can be my therapist? Like I literally, I need help. Like I don't want to call like a you know, suicide hotline and take someone's spot who might need it. I'm not suicidal. I just need to talk to somebody and I just like can't afford to. So this is like, I always think music for me is like therapy. If I'm upset, I just write a song about it. So that was that. That was me just being like, this is the reality for a lot of people. Has it been a good therapy for you? Has music been a good therapy? I have a love-hate relationship with music where I obviously love it. It's my life. It's my job. It's like, it's my hobby. At some point I had to be like, I need to get other hobbies because it can't just be everything. It can't be a hundred percent of my life. You know, I have to like do something else with my time and like grow as a person and not just be doing this. But, but there are some times where I like truly hated it. Like I hate the industry sometimes. I hate um, just like some of the music that propagates that I think is not great, but it's, you know, a pop song that everybody else likes. And I'm like, I don't, I don't get it, but okay. But you know, if you're, if you have money, you can be famous, you can be, you know, an artist and it's like, okay, but what about all the people who actually have talent? You know, it's just like super competitive and 
So that part of it I really hate, but like recently, especially during this time, I've been just trying to like learn more songs and like play my guitar and like keep, you know, like playing with people, even if it's virtually, like it's just been really hard to, you know, keep any kind of creative energy right now, but it's, still very important and uh it's it's been nice to see how people realize like how important that art is right now during this time because sometimes people kind of take it for granted happy if anybody like even one person listens to any of my music because there's so much out there and I know that even though a song is only like three minutes long sometimes it's hard to get people to pay attention for three whole minutes <laughs> um like, incredibly hard I know some people send me music sometimes and I'm like oh yeah I'll listen to it later <laughs> like, no no it's three minutes like you can give three minutes to somebody and give them a real fair shake but yeah, so when people told me they listened to it, I'm like, great, rad. Like, I expect no one to listen to it, so thanks. <laughs> and um, what, what sorts of things are you doing to kind of promote your music at the moment? I, I have done live streams. I've had like two. Oh, right, I did okay. one that was all original music and then maybe a few like covers. And then I did one a few weeks ago that was just covered. I was like, I asked people to request stuff that they wanted to hear and I just played for like three hours <laughs> on Instagram and Facebook so oh, cool. um, I'll probably do another one of those soon 
uh, it's pretty fun. It's nice to just like kind of, it's like, it's as close as you're going to get right now to performing. And the last time I played a show was in January. So it's, it's a bummer because <laughs> I was like starting a, like an all girl rock group before this started. And we were like about to like really gear up and maybe start playing shows. So I'm just like, no. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's uh, a project that is now on hold, I guess. Yeah, we have a bunch of songs written. It's like we just can't really get together and practice at the moment. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so, um, but that that's obviously something that will happen in the future. Yeah, whenever we're allowed to be within six feet of each other again. That sounds kind of different to um, the solo stuff then. Yeah, for sure. It won't be uh, like electronic. A lot of my performances in the last few years have been me with just like a laptop or me with a laptop and a band back in Brooklyn. And now that I moved to Los Angeles, it's it's just me. And I really missed the aspect of having just all music made with live instruments. Like I, it's been so long since I've had that kind of band. So it's uh, it's been fun to at least one of the few times we could practice before this started. So I'm like, I play bass <laughs> and sing. I'm not even really a bassist, but I have one. So I'm a bassist now. <laughs> cool, yeah. Nice. Well, well, I look forward to hearing the results of that whenever they, whenever they arrive. Thanks. In addition to the songs that you write and stuff like that, you also kind of make music for other kinds of media. What sorts of experiences have you, have you had in that sort of area? Uh, the majority of the stuff I write is for advertising. That's like probably like 95% of what I do at this point. So that's like a very specific thing. You know, I get, I have a lot of freelance clients and they email me and are like, here's a brief for a 30 second commercial for this or that and then I just you know do my best and write a demo and then they you know there could be like tons of composers writing on the same commercial so it's like really a lottery sometimes like whether your music is going to end up in that commercial or not and then I, I do a lot of licensing and then I've done some video game things like I helped this composer Zach Abramson write the music for finished the writing music for Just Cause 4 two years ago. And that was like a huge undertaking for him, massive project. So I was kind of project managing and then wrote some stuff for the DLC. I'm always trying to get more into video games and film, which is why I moved to Los Angeles in the first place. Um, Cause advertising, it's like, okay, great. But it doesn't like feed my soul. <laughs> Although recently there's this 
GoDaddy commercial that my song got licensed in. And it wasn't a song I had ever released. It was just something I wrote for advertising, for licensing and stuff. And then I didn't even know this was happening. Like a, it's been on YouTube for like a month. And then the my client was like, wow, your track like exploded. Like people are asking like who this person is, like what the, who made this track, where can they listen to it? And I had to release it like very quickly on streaming services because all this was happening, which was kind of nuts. Cause it's like, 53 million people have viewed this on YouTube and have been like, what is this song? And I'm like, I didn't even know this was happening. <laughs> so it's been kind of a weird whirlwind um, as of late. <laughs> Great. And now I'm like, maybe I guess I'll put this on my next EP because I had a follow-up EP to my album that I've been planning, but um, it's just been like, well, I don't want to release it quite yet because I can't make the visuals that I want to make because everyone's in lockdown. So I've just been kind of waiting for that to subdue a little bit so I can maybe, you know, film something outdoors again. I mean, I always like to kind of just do a little soapbox speech where I like hope more women get involved in product music production. There's not enough. Um, I'm still, especially in the advertising world, it's there's very few female composers doing what I'm doing. And for a long time, I thought I, I couldn't be a music producer because I had it in my hand that only men could do that. And then I was like, no, that's really stupid. Um, and I do see more women coming up and I'm always like looking out for more female composers and producers and just hoping like if any of them need a helping hand, if you need a a guide of some kind, a mentor, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm available. I will help you as much as I can and teach you what I know. So that's all I'd like to give back to the community in some way, because I know it's hard, especially since it's so competitive out there and women are very often overlooked. Well, uh, you're doing it, so it shows that it can be done. It can be done. I can't seem to find my way Nothing I do matters anyway I'm tired of everything hitting me at once I never get what I want I know I've been through so many hard conversations I don't have it in me to say all these things again
Thanks a million to Asha for coming on the show. Actually, she told me her mother's going to be listening, so big shout out to Asha's mum. Welcome to the world of Ragbag. Check out frankburton.co.uk. It has all the details of my books on it, and of course the video series, The Ragbag Rambler. We briefly mentioned the film Aesop earlier. I really do think it's an incredible film. It's really different, very interesting concept. And as I say, the film makes really good use of Ash's music, so I really do highly recommend that too. I will see you soon. Podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.